Previously on D&D&D. You swing wider than you mean to. You take a long turn. Okay. It's not a tight maneuver. You, you're leaving your kind of broadside exposed to fire. Okay. And you take six damage. Who does? You do. Margarine? <laughs> and I'm at zero. Oh, no! Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> rolled to shoot another arrow at another guy. Okay. And I got 19. Okay, so you hit. Great. <laughs> All right, roll for damage. Well, the last guy just left. <laughs> Seven. Yeah, when you hit the other one, because of the fire, it kind of catches the canvas a little bit, and he has to peel off, too. So now you're only being pursued by two. All right. But Juno is passed out, and you're just kind of stuck in this wide arc. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, try to revive Juno. Do you have any kind of healing anything? Can't I just do one of the... Can I use my medicine skill? The medicine will stabilize him. Yeah, that's what I'm looking to do, because I don't have any potions. I, does he have anything you could grab we off of him? We can redistribute those. Cow milk? <laughs> yeah. Oh, does, he does have some cow milk. Mm, oh, got, that's true. He's got the cow milk. Oh, oh my man. God. I do feel like this is a situation where the pilot is dead at the wheel. It might be a good <laughs> moment to, to whip out the cow milk. But margarine does it. You know, at this point, it's like we're married. What's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. You, you just kind of, like, splash it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm imagining it like it's Popeye spinach. It, like, moves through him like a cartoon. Like. <laughs> or I throw it out this way, but because we're in an arc, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that, that canonically now is what happens. Oh my God. What happened? Like, Wait. since we're in this, like, dramatic arc, I have to throw the milk out to the side so that it'll come oh back and hit you in the face. Nice. Okay, so I regained 12. You come to consciousness flying a flying machine. Flying this machine. The taste of home kind of in your mouth. <laughs> Margarine, take seven damage. All right. What do you do? We've got two still on our tail. Yeah, you've got two still on your tail. You're in this wide arc. You're heading back towards the clearing with the manor house. You can see... Now there's two fires. There was the original cook fire that has the spit over it, and now there's a second fire. You can make out the shape of like a smaller creature in like fancy dress cooking. I think <laughs> I think we have a before and after that we can compare. <laughs> <laughs> and before it was a battle, and after yes. it's a cosplay event. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, you're incredibly confused right now, <laughs> but you can tell that there are three shapes: one tall, lithe one in this fancy dress, one tall one in adventure costumes in a short what is flax dress like you've got the glove on your head the glove on your head oh yeah margarine any ideas uh i want to keep this flying machine so we can get quickly to the beacon but i don't know if we can make a safe landing oh of course okay here's oh two questions how mm. far how many feet up in the air are we from like 25 the... from the ground well that's not that bad oh. no you're like just above tree line i could oh, jump down if okay. i wanted to um, um also the two the high. two people in pursuit how far away from each other are they they're very close to each other they're very close to they're each like other they're like in f tight formation you've you've talked to these guys they're in tight formation <laughs> that's true all right juno Ugh. i uh, i untie myself at, from the rope and also untie the rope and i climb <laughs> and i climb on top of juno 
so that I can see over top of the propeller behind me. Okay. And I've got this rope in my hands, and with the goal of getting this rope to hit both of the people behind us as fans Mm -hmm. and tangle the fans. Ah, shoot, how could I do this? Do I have anything heavy to put on the edges of this rope? You're making like a a bolero or whatever. A bolero, yeah. I've got a hammer and a crowbar. All right. So I I take the hammer and the crowbar and I tie them on either side of this rope. And then with the goal of of getting both of these guys, if not just one of these guys, I reel back. I bolero David and Goliath this one. And I toss it. Ugh, this is this is the most I've ever cared about a roll. So it's not athletics; it's just strength. Yeah. Then it's a twenty. Fuck yeah! Yes! It, it sails through the air, <laughs> spinning kind of on a weird axis, randomly pivoting. Uh, hammer and what was the other thing? Crowbar. Crowbar, Crowbar and hammer uh, swing wildly, and it catches each of these machines and cripples them and brings them down. They crash somewhere into the forest, uh, and you hear faintly, "Number sixty-two is down. No. <laughs> number four hundred and twenty-eight is down." Whoa. And that one was a baby. Meanwhile, the rest of you are kind of standing here. The Cyclops has totally lost interest in Fletch and Flack and is kind of patiently waiting for his bird meal. Do we have any other kinds of like clothes that might look like servants clothes? I have an idea. I have that watercolors kit. Yeah. And I'm going to make um, a menu. I'm going to draw a little pictures, though, because he can't read. I don't know sure, Cyclops yeah. language. Okay. So I'm going to draw like a little, like a steak and a lick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Like a cow. And I'm going to give it to him and feel like there's more food, like implying that there's more. So I'm going to play my ukulele. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to like serenade. I'm going to give him like a dinnertime serenade. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing enthralling performance won't work. Like all the magic stuff won't work on him. But I'll just, I'll just play. I'll add to the ambiance of this whole uh, dinner production. Okay. Flesh just like kind of just stands there and crosses his arms. It's like, <laughs> what is happening right now? I'm just confused. Okay, uh, Juno and Marjorie, what do you do? <laughs> is there a clearing large enough to land this thing? There's space around the building that it would fit in. Yeah. Just to to clarify how this machine works. It's not something when we were in the hangar where it lifted off the ground vertically and then we flew out. Something where we need momentum and like to build up, right? As far as you know, yes. Mm. Just launch pack and McQuack it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Margin, we, we need to get to the beacon. I'm trying to figure out how could we pick them up. Well, my rope's gone. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time I'm like, she's just going to drop the rope. <laughs> oh, wait, wait no. I've got a rope. You've I've, got a rope? I've got a 50-foot rope. A 50-foot rope? But no hammer or crowbar. Not anymore. I never thought I'd use the rope, but yes, I've got a 50-foot rope. I never thought you'd use the rope. All right, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> All right, Marjorie ties herself to the end of this rope, ties the top, like, really good, super-duper good, ties okay. this rope to the, the bottom of the rig, and then, like, I, I guess we're f- we're flying in a circle or above this You're, like, area. caught in this big arc, yeah. Do we see any... Yeah, so if there's a clearing that we could sort of go down in vertically, but are the, is there any, like, path or way we could sort of gently, continuing to move horizontally, go down? Yeah, you could land. 
You could okay. try to land, land okay. in, the, in the land around this house, yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Or you were going to... No, because I don't think that we're going to be able to take off again. But my idea is stupid, because if we're mm. in a big arc and I lower myself down on a 50-foot rope, I'm just going to be, like, hitting trees. Yeah. <laughs> and how am I going to grab someone to pull them back up, right? So Marjorie, like, as she's tie- tying the tightest knot that she's ever tied in her life, realizes how stupid this is and stops. Let's just land it. Let's land it. Uh, Perry, Mary, we're going to land real quick. We're going to pick up some good people, and then we're going to get back to the beacon. You good with this? Uh, yeah. Uh, How are you guys doing? This. You, you've been, you've been yeah, patient with a lot. Let's check in with Perry and Mary. I mean, we're tiny. We can fly anyways. We haven't been in that much danger this whole time. We are starting to suspect that you guys might not make it, so okay. good luck. How close are we? Flying there, you'd be there in a few minutes. Walking. How long? Like an hour or something? A few hours. Oof. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go, Juno. I gave him my bird. Let's leave him? Well, if we're not going to get there if we take them. They're not even going to fit on this thing. Do we think it... Do, do With my vehicle proficiency, do I think that it could hold all of their weight and still take off? It's made to hold one of those knights. Yeah. So you think that it might fly heavy, but maybe. <laughs> We've got three full knight, peop- knight boys. We also have a bag. We could stuff everyone in that bag. You guys got to decide quickly what you're doing. You're running out of real estate. If we had to, I would abandon them, but let's let's try and get them. <laughs> Fine. Let's land. Okay, roll to see if you can land let's successfully. Can, land. can Marjorie help me do yeah. it? Sure. Just to be safe? This sounds like a tough roll. 18. Seven. We'll take the, what's the average? Twelve and a half between the two of you. You kind of crash land a no. little bit. And one of the wings doesn't snap off, but like breaks. Juno, why uh, did you, you let you me like, land it? You like clip one of the trees as you kind of come down. But you do come down and you're like outside this manor house. Maybe we can repair it. And you it. guys, the rest of you guys see this. What do you do? Keep on playing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I motion for these two while the Cyclops is distracted to like back away as far as they can. Okay. Wait, us? Yeah, you too. Yeah. 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 Come on, buddy. Let's go. Okay. You slowly back away. I'm still playing while I back away. And I'm going to cast Erupting Earth underneath the Cyclops. So okay. I'm hoping even if it doesn't damage him because it's magic, it'll like lift trap him, him up in the air so that he can't get down easily at least. When you cast Erupting Earth underneath it, because you're casting it on the second floor of this building, the second floor just completely collapses, <laughs> oh, dropping the Cyclops down into the first floor. Okay. Um, which has to be full of the water, water by doing? now. Which is full of water. Oh. You hear this huge splash and the... Cyclops starts to kind of sink. The debris from the collapse falls on top of it, and it's kind of trying to thrash around, but it's it's sinking. What do you do? Are we're, we... we're out of the room, right? Yeah, you guys are all clear of this. Well, uh, should we should we stop him from drowning? Why? Because he might be a person. Oh. I was thinking about shooting my Stormtail bow, my electric arrow at him. <gasps> oh, do that. Water. That's way cooler. <laughs> oh, my God. And electrocuting him. To like, make sure yeah, he's dead. May I shoot hope the, that this is water. not an important person. Do shoot it. the water. All right, I'm going to take my bow out and shoot an electric arrow at, okay. the, at the water. 23. Yeah, you hit the water. You hit. You, you shoot through this massive hole. <laughs> a bolt of electricity that electrifies the water. And you hear and see no more movement from below. 
Dude, you killed the Cyclops! Yay. What do you guys do? Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, did we hear this? You saw them. Oh, we saw. You saw that vehicle land, yeah. Oh, I God. run up to them and I'm like, guys, we dude, killed the Cyclops. No, dude, we're like on the second floor of a house. You can't just run to them. There's a way down because you, Zabbis, know that there's a way up. There's like a pile of debris that the Cyclops used to climb up the side of the building. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah then we go down we climb that. down that, and I run up to them. You see Juno and Margarine and two fairies and this flying machine with a broken wing. Guys, fairies, we killed the Cyclops. <laughs> what is that thing? Mary, Perry, do you hear someone? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. We still okay. in the doghouse. Yeah. Did you not hear the part where we said we killed a fucking Cyclops? Where have you guys been? Oh my god, it's been forever, Stormy. How are you? Oh, uh, we're, you know, recovering. We? From killing a Cyclops. <laughs> Who's we? Some of us. I start poking Marjorie's head. Oh. Marjorie does like, not look. Just like poking her head to let her know that I'm definitely here. And <laughs> she won't look. Me. I'm just keep poking. I just keep poking. You guys are like a married couple. Who? I'm single forever. What marriage would that be? God. Look, we just found this crazy weird house with this crazy weird I guarantee you Cyclops. that anything that you found is not nearly as close to the crazy that we found. Where'd you guys, where'd you, where have you guys been? We went to a city where they wanted to sacrifice me, and it turns out that the stuff going bad in our realm is because the elves are sh shitty over here and want to kill humans. Them wanting to kill you does not surprise me. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to kill an heir to the Earthadar. What? Earthadar. We've we've got to get to the beacon. We've got this plane. A what? We could, the beacon. Hold on. The whole Let's thing. take a break. The plane. We're all looking a little rougher for wear right now, so I think maybe we should camp out and oh, share stories sleep, huh? about yeah. what's going on. Mary Perry, you well, okay with could that? Could we? Uh, I just wonder if there are more ships coming. Uh, the fairies uh, look around and they take in the newcomers and they assess like, yeah, you guys are looking. A little worse for wear. If, if if you need to heal up a bit, we can kind of stand watch. And then they kind of sprinkle you guys with fairy dust. Wow. Uh, and you're invisible. <gasps> what? Wait, can you make us fly? Hey, Mary and Perry. No, it doesn't Quick work like question. Oh. Where was that any time <laughs> before now? <laughs> uh, we can only do it. Once, probably. That's bullshit. In your no lives? Way. What do you mean once? Well, this is a lot of fairy dust, and we didn't know if we needed it for ourselves. Oh. Where does fairy dust come from? It's the corners of your eyes when you wake up. Oh. He's right. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. I, I know about my fairies. <laughs> Perry and Mary, if you think that we are safe from the elves for a, a, a brief period, that we, we will take a rest. Okay, so you guys rest. So you're healed up, spell oh. slots back. Finally. While you're resting, do you want to try to figure out how, how to, to repair the how to repair flying the machine? Yeah. Yes. I have mending. I don't know how much that's going to do. I also have mending, too. We, got, we doubled up on our shit. Yeah, we did. Well, we seem to split up a lot, so this will be good. You guys can kind of take this time to fix the vehicle. The candle in the lantern has gone out. No, it hasn't. You broke it. Oh, oh it's gone. Well, we've got more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a forever candle. But Yeah, I'm confused. You snapped it. Yeah, I know, but it's a forever candle. Yeah. It's snapping it break the magic? It broke the magic. Uh, well, oh, well, well. <laughs> that could have ended differently. It's just going out in the air at some point. Um, it lasted it longer than it ever any kind of candle should have. Uh-huh. <laughs> that size. But there's still could this. Could I have fit a whole one in there? 
they're big, right? Uh, it was, yeah, they're big candles. So no, breaking it fitted in there. Okay, but good. The space isn't necessarily built for a candle. It's just this kind of opening with points that can like hold something in place. So yeah, so there you go. And that glows. Yeah, and I want to share that information with um, most of my party. Sure. <laughs> that there needs. You to be guys kind of trade that... secrets, catch each other up. I I assume. So oh, everybody gonna... knows about this like yeah. uh, air male air situation we've got this scroll that we have to deliver to the earthendars just putting it out there to see if anyone wants to be generous margarine got her weapons taken so i'm giving margarine my sorry who margarine uh (laughs) please take my dagger uh i might need the longbow but i don't know if you need a short sword as well but the dagger at least the dagger at least i've also got pretty long nails i don't clip them like ever Gross. Okay. <laughs> what's your what's your to hit on she those nails? She pulls her hand up and it's one of those like old lady, yeah, like, super they're long, they're like, like, like a SpongeBob close up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love your short sword. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, please take my short sword. Okay, Mary and Perry can show you where the beacon is or where where the standing stone circle is uh, in this world. It's a few hours through the forest if you walk, or you can try to fly. We're the... taking vehicle i think we're taking this this car if we can get it working again yeah we formulated a plan while we were in the air since this thing can't carry most all of us at the same time uh we still have that bag of holding right Mm -hmm. yeah there were some witches in it yeah we put some witches in there oh i hope they didn't like curse it poop in it they were being roasted remember i know but like i hope they didn't mess with it while they were in there oh i don't know yeah, like, is it all weird? Well, we all thought a couple you. people could pop in there and we could fly all the way over with everyone in tow. Sounds like a good plan. Let's get going. Cool. Do I know that the plane needs a glowy thing? Oh, you're proficient in vehicles. Oh, yeah. Well, you can try to figure out how to get it to go. You okay. can roll a check to see if you can figure out okay. what needs to happen. Um, And did you guys tell us about what was written in the journal? And your visions. Oh, God, there's so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I just, like, I pass around, like, the journal and the picture can we review what was in the journal yes you can so the picture does nils have two arms in the picture nils still has one arm oh okay but he's like a young nils he's younger uh but he still has one arm he still has one arm oh Um, classic nils yeah there were four people in this picture the the wizard that you presume was the head of this house nils a woman that Zabbis recognizes from her vision, very tall and lithe, and a dark-skinned man uh, who's dressed for a warm climate. Fashion suggests he comes from a warm place. If the woman is someone I recognize, and if it is who I think it is, wouldn't Marjorie recognize her too? Marjorie does recognize her. Okay. The woman in this painting. It's the Queen Cat's rhythm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lady Katheria Urthadar. Okay, so Nils, Lady Katheria, and who are the other two boys? A dark-skinned man none of you recognize who is dressed for a warm climate. His his dress suggests a warm climate. Mm-hmm. And the man that the three uh, amigos here assumed it was the lord of the house that they were in, the wizard who lived in this house. The journal entries just to review said, uh, my lord is in another foul mood after meeting with the counselors today. The ritual is fast approaching and they still won't believe him. He'll try again, though. It's a matter of life and death. And then later in the book, 
you see a entry that says it's been months since the deadline for the ritual has passed. The counselors are furious and have sworn vengeance. He's taken a holing up in his laboratory and has enchanted the estate with all kinds of protective magic. He takes great effort to keep the staff calm, but we're all starting to worry. And then you grabbed a bunch of shit from his lab downstairs. Could the elves be coordinating these orc attacks or are the orcs using this as uh, just an opportunity that they see? They don't coordinate on a massive scale like this on their own, usually. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell everyone about the visions I had, too. There's so many. You want a vision refresher? Yeah. Okay, so in the first vision, you were in Galamathir, and you saw Amara writing in a journal, and she was writing Amara Stormtail all over the cover in various sizes and fonts, all of them bubble letters. Are you going to tell that one to us? Everyone hears it except for yeah. uh, Fletch just kind of, he like can't hear it. But we don't know that. You don't know it. No. We don't he, know he that just he kinda, can't. He just kind of acts like, he like sneezes and doesn't hear it. The next vision, you were somewhere you'd never been before. You saw a cluster of structures around you. You were on a small island. There were elves and humans and halflings scurrying about readying themselves for attack. Through an open gate, you saw a ship sailing down the river with black sails and the gates closed and then that vision ended. The next vision, you were atop a ring fort where people were readying for an attack on top of a hill. Then you were in a forest didn't know where you were there were all kinds of languages being uttered and you felt really scared then your next vision you could see but it was like you were looking through like water like your vision was kind of like blurred you were in like a library but everything was giant an enormous hand passed over your field of vision and you saw a hooded face you couldn't completely make out the features but you felt a sense of familiarity uh, and a massive distorted mouth said something but you couldn't hear what it was through the barrier and then that vision ended then you were on top of a high peak you could see a waterfall and below you a big stone door at the bottom of a staircase you could smell smoke and bad smells that you couldn't identify and then in your last vision you were in like this ornate place similar to galamathir in a sanctum but different plants and, and pools and gardens and shit uh there were two girls on these pedestals that looked like they were asleep and then you kind of, this is the vision where you kind of like felt that you were this other person. A big cat nuzzled you on your side. Uh, you felt its sadness. And then in the far end of the chamber, a door opened and you saw a backlit shape of a man who was holding flowers, but you felt really sad. And then you, your vision ended. So those were the visions during the portal. Wow. Yep. Were those the beacons? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Because if we didn't see the place that we went, that hidden eighth grove, the, those could be all of them. I just need, I just need to know what I need to do next. I don't know. I'm just trying to make sense of what the visions are, and I'm very overwhelmed by them. Did they change our plan? Get back to the beacon? I don't fight think so. the orcs? I think save we'll have, Quirim? I think we'll have a better idea of what to do once we do that, because I, like, I can't think of anything else. I scurry back up the wreckage of the house and check to see if I can actually see the Cyclops body. Uh, hey, weirdo. <laughs> water. Well, look at that. Body. Maybe it turned back into a human after it died. You can, yeah, you can go up there and you look down. I mean, you know, like it's not like it's 100 feet deep or anything. You can see the kind of pile of rubble help pinning down this body. It's still a Cyclops. Okay. Is the water still rising? Yes. Is it like coming out of the house yet? 
No, it's it's almost to the hole. I wonder if this magic water is like magic in that it'll just flood the house, or will it flood the earth? But <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, then that's another problem on top of all the problems. There's an entire like cluster of elves who can probably deal with that. Cloister? What do you call a group of elves? A gaggle? Yeah. A murder. Yeah. A murder of elves. <laughs> Shouldn't we just go to the beacon? Stick to our original plan? Yeah. Follow this through? I think so. Let's get this plane or flying thing going. Yeah, so, does oh, anyone, uh, by the that way, does anyone have any healing spells we can... We have healing potions. Could we? Could each person hang on to a couple? We got split up and we didn't have any and it was bad times. Yeah. I almost crashed that plane. What, healing? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I, uh, I give one healing potion to everybody in the group. You have so that many I, healing I have t- potions? I grabbed so 10 from it. the manor. Oh, just to hold yeah. on to. Just to hold on to. Oh. So if now, you take any of these from the manor, make note that they came from the manor. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> write, saying that. write that they came from the manor. Oh, I also have seven scrolls that I grabbed that I don't know what they do. When did you grab them? From, from the, the manor? manor? You got a bunch of shit from oh, there. Oh, yeah, we should look at that yeah. stuff, probably. Yeah, the, so can I hat. identify these seven scrolls? You can try. Oh, and I give the hat to Zabbis. Zeros. Yeah. What do I roll for? Zabbis, can you check out these orbs? I don't like the look of these orbs. Okay, so the hat. You just don't like them because they they're one letter off from orcs. Ooh. The hat <laughs> could be true. Uh, Zabbis. Yeah. Allows you to cast the spell Druid Craft at will anytime you want. Could I check out those gloves? Sure. There are some that have like a bunch of like nature imagery embroidered in them. And then there's others that lack supple leather and more like skin tight. Can I look at the supple leather ones? Sure. Yeah, can I try out the nature ones? Yeah. You guys don't have kind of like a magical, or margarine anyways, you don't have like a magical knowledge. All right, then so she you... drops them. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you could try to figure it out, but like they're nice leather gloves. When you put them on, they kind of shrink to your hand. Okay. I roll to see what... They do, and I roll this. You can tell that they're magic somehow. Could I do a perception check on mine? It would be Arcana. Oh, Arcana. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, sure, you can figure out that these let you cast uh, locate animals or plants, but only if you point your hand like finger guns. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I want to do an Arcana check on the lab coat. Okay. Eight. Eight. Uh, it's a lab coat. You can tell it's magic. Arcana check on the boots. Okay. 19. Yeah, the boots give plus one to stealth checks. I feel like it's expected the margarine take these, but I got pretty damn good stealth checks, dude. So margarine takes them. <laughs> <laughs> when you put them on, they shrink to your tiny feet. What's left? Uh, the lab coat, The there's a, a cloak, uh, there's an orb, the little book, and the scrolls in the scroll case. So the scrolls are ma- all mage spells, so uh, the rangers cannot cast them. But Flak or Zabbis can. There's two third level spells, four second level spells, and a fifth level spell uh, in the case that they come in. We'll figure those out when you want to use them. Okay, so I give, I'll just give that to Zabbis. I'll give that case to Zabbis. What do my tiny black gloves do? Your tiny black gloves allow you to cast the spell Mage Hand. And even though you're not a magic user, the gloves let you do it. Nice. Mage hand creates a magical hand that you can control. Cool. Ooh, like a tickly hand. Yeah, this there's a couple different paths that mm-hmm. a that a rogue can go down, and one of them like follows the mage hand path. So this is me cheating. 
The lab coat gives you plus one to medicine, arcana, checks, and you can measure the volume and mass perfectly of anything you're trying to measure by thinking about it. Whoa. You have to wear it? You have to wear it. I put that shit on. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, and it, it kind of like shrinks to fit you. Yes. <laughs> the cloak that came with like the hat they, and the glo- and the nature gloves, they kind of look like they're a set. The cloak lets you cast the spell True Stride once per day. Can I take that? Sure. I mean, however you guys want to divvy it up. The orb, if you're holding the orb, it gives you plus one arcana checks, and it gives you the ability to cast Comprehend Languages four times. Ooh, can I take that? Sure. I don't understand most languages. You have four <laughs> four goes. What does the Moleskin book Weird, do? It's like not in this app. That gives you one extra spell slot at all levels. Oh, wow. The Damn. goggles give you plus two to any intelligence check. My modifier is a plus one, but I don't want to wear goggles. I'll wear goggles with my lab coat. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Like the glove, the goggles, and the lab coat. Yeah. It's like a very good picture. That's the stuff. And then you got those uh, potions. Wait, who got, the, who got the thing with the extra spell slots? I did. Do you use spells? Not, I mean, not, I mean, I do, but I think it would benefit a spell, a spell I caster. always run out of spell slots. Did you get anything else, though? Yeah, I gave the, the scrolls to Zalus. Yeah, you gave your, <laughs> everything you away. Those yeah. scrolls? No, I'm not going to use them because I can't use them. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. Uh, they're arcane Do you want my gloves? Do you want these goggles, even though I think they're pretty cool with my lab coat? Wait, what's the thing that gives you the extra spell slots? It's a book, a moleskin book. It's a it's book? Like a pocket book. You just put it in your pocket. I, I really like that. Do you want my yeah. goggles? Uh, what do the goggles do? Plus two for intelligence checks. I mean, sure. If we're going to do that, that's fine. I'll trade you. I'll wear cool goggles. We've rested. Our plane's ready to go. You need to figure out how to power it. I need to figure out how to power it. The best I... way to power it to get it to go. So I... I guess since I'm proficient in vehicles, I know to like it. Ma- it would make sense for me to try putting the amulet in it. Oh shit! Okay. So I try doing that. When you do that, the whole thing kind of like shudders to life and Yay. starts to float up. Oh, fantastic! It's floating. Oh, cool. What the hell? Uh, right. I'm gonna jump in <laughs> to the seat. Uh, who's who's getting into the bag? I'll bag it. I'll hop in. Oh god. Hey everybody, Russell here with a few quick mid-game announcements, then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 27 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at D&D&Dpod at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who's tweeted about the show, people like Lou at Exponential on Twitter, who says, had the worst shift to be honest and hoping the new D&D&Dpod will cheer me up. Sad face emoji, heart arrow emoji. Uh, well, I hope that you enjoyed the episode, Lou, and I hope that your day got better. Sorry to hear about your work woes. Thanks to everyone who has emailed us suggestions for magic items. If you have an idea for a fun, unique magic item that you would like to see featured in season two of the show at a shop or maybe as treasure, email it to me at dndndpod at gmail.com, and if it fits into the story somehow, I will find a way to pop it in there with credit of course to you we've gotten a few suggestions so far and a lot of them surprisingly have some sort of negative effect uh and are kind of like cursed items uh which is cool and you know i can find a way to fit those in for sure but if you have an idea for like a fun quirky magic item that does something wacky but not necessarily bad uh that'd be cool too um or just you know regular buff magic items uh or any magic items, just email those over to dndndpod at gmail.com and you might find it in season two. 
which we will be recording starting in November. In the meantime, we still have a few more episodes of Season 1 left. We are about to begin the final session, the final recording session that we had. Uh, And it's a long one, so it's going to be a multi-parter like this last one. Speaking of this last run of episodes, I just want to say thank you again for your understanding with the schedule wonkiness this week. Uh, We apologize for the delay with Monday's episode and having to bump this one to Thursday. But we will be back on schedule as normal next week with Monday and Wednesday episodes through the end of the season. So thank you again for your understanding. We really appreciate it. And apologies for the delay. That's it for me. We're going to get you right back to it. Thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So now you guys are up and flying. The two smallest people are in the yeah. What the fuck? Wait, can it 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 like get up with Fletch and Zabbis? Yeah, like it was carrying Dragonborn knights in like full armor. Also, it's good for them to be in the bag so they can figure out what's going on between them. Um, We'll be there soon, though. Yeah, so so you guys are part of this too, Zabbis. You guys in the bag, (laughs) it smells terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys kind of take off, and who's driving? I'm driving. Okay. I'll, I'll be co-pilot. Like, you're all wedged in this seat. I'm I sorry. Three of them can't fit in this cockpit. Yeah, they can. Dragon I designed yeah, this imaginary vehicle. Plane. I know how they fit in, and I'm going to describe very, it right I'm now. Very thin. They're both very thin. So Juno's in the center, and he's driving, and they're both kind of each wedged in on one side, kind of like this. Yeah. And they fit in this cockpit thing. Let's find out what's going on in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> smells nasty in here, don't it? Silent and smelly. It's probably those witches that we put in this bag. They really stunk. Okay, fine, fine. We'll talk. Fine, it's what you want. So let's just let's just have it out. Why are you so mad, Marjorie? You know you- that I had to do it. I'm so mad because every turn of my life, I've been betrayed by the people that I love, and I keep coming back because I keep believing that there's something good to find. In in who I think are my friends. And I thought that I found that with you guys. I thought that I found that with you. You did. And then you hurt me. You told me that we were never a team. That everything that I believed up to that point was wrong. That was acting. You're a very good actor. I know. That's what I do, Marjorie. I sing and I act. And I'm an I entertainer. Do, I I'm- trust and I get betrayed. So I need, out of your mouth, a real apology. I just don't feel like I can apologize for a thing that we needed to do. Do you, under, do you understand my point of view, how we needed to, to, to light that thing? The rage thing? That we needed to get rage? Would you have preferred we get another team member all raged out? Honestly, yes. Then, then, Marjorie, I'm sorry that I didn't really piss off Fletch instead of you. Honestly, that would have been a delight to see. Is Fletch getting all pissed? <laughs> yeah, because Fletch 
Fletch never unleashes his emotions. Right, you know, I probably should have done that so we could have, like, shook something out of him. And then maybe something could come of that moving forward. That could be a learning experience for him. I am 200 years old. Yeah. I've learned everything that I need to learn. But that's why, Marjorie, but, like, that, the reason I did it with you was because I just, like... I see in you that wisdom and that, oh, that don't you charlatanity bullshit and so I just figured no, that you saw an in you saw something immediate I just felt like you were the strongest person who could who could recover from that you know it's kind of like a compliment to you that I chose you it's a really cherry on top of that compliment that you tried to charm me well, you sorry for that I I really wanted to ride a badger. I will just straight up apologize for that one. I'm sorry for trying to charm you. Thank you. I understand the desire to ride a badger. Right? He was so cute. It was really cool. He was, oh, was Next time, awesome? I've still got the cloak, baby. Next time, I'll, I'll bring you on the badger. Only if I don't piss you off again. Yes. I think that that's fair. I think that's a fair trade-off that you don't completely rip my heart out of my chest. Agreed. Then yeah, I'll let you ride the badger. Sounds like a good deal to me. Okay. I put my hand out to shake. I shake. Sucks that it still stinks in here, though. Yeah, I was hoping that maybe the purity of our connection would clear it out. Nope. No, it still smells terrible. <laughs> While this conversation is going on, you guys are flying to the top of the rock spire to the Standing Stones, and you are approaching it. Uh, it is not a huge target for you to land this thing. We don't have to land it like we did before, sort of coming to a stop. We can just probably go down. Do we, do we think, based on how it was just, like, lift, lift floating up? You would have to try to do that with, the with like, the controls. Roll a vehicle's roll to see if you can do that. Hey, Zabus, would you help me out? I'm trying to land this thing. Uh, I, know you, I know you're good with this vehicle. Aren't you also good at a vehicle? Yeah, but together we could probably make it happen. Okay. Yeah. Or Zabus, you're from the bag. You could roll really good, but then Juno rolls really bad and still fails. <laughs> hmm. Is that what ha happened? I could throw this bag off, <laughs> off, off this car right now. <laughs> I feel like when when the bag, I, I just imagine the bag opening up a little bit and it just smells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time you open the bag now, it's like, oh, what died in there? Yeah. I actually, I want to use Druidcraft. Okay. To make like a nice smell in the bag. Although I don't know if it's gonna get rid of the bad smell. It might just smell like fruit it, it, yeah, on top now of it, yeah, like now shit. It, yeah, it smells like air freshener. Yeah, um, no. Like, Is this worse? I'm sorry. Like, close the bag. <laughs> like a yeah, like cheap like dollar store air freshener. Yeah. yeah. Magic. <laughs> I hate magic. <laughs> if you want to land, uh, roll to see a uh, vehicle's check to see if you can land successfully. 14? 12. All right, boys and girls. <laughs> buckle up, because this is going to be a rough landing. <sighs> you fly the flying machine towards Standing Stones, and as you approach, you try to bring it down, but you're unable to figure out how to make it hover the same way it did when it took off. So you're just kind of pointing at these stones, uh, and you realize as you get closer, you're going to crash. What do you do? Um... What if we veer away so we could make another pass at this? What, to save us some time? And not f crash? Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably for the best, because I... Unless we... Can somebody cast Levitate on the whole thing? 
and then float us down gently. Like, I'm worried levitate won't like halt us though. <laughs> I'm worried it would just do like nothing. It would just yeah, like like space travel, like you're already moving, so you levitate just, and you just go forever. Oh, forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could try. Are we still like heading towards it? Yeah, you're like on a okay. collision course with these stones. So just slow down and then. Oh yeah. So what? What I'll, is the I'll pull line? Up, I'll, driving, I'll pull up and you'll cast levitate. Sure. Flying. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's let's do that. <laughs> oh my God. Fletch is just in the back. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe you just slow down. And, <laughs> and that'll be fine. Let All me right, put the Juno, gears out. Just land it. Just land it, guys. Juno <laughs> yanks back on the controls, taking the machine, the nose of the machine, up forward vertically as Zabbis cast levitate causing the machine to float straight up from where it was. Oh, no. <laughs> so now you are are, we on, are, you we... are completely vertical above the standing stones okay. floating up. Okay. Okay, but then, okay, so then I, okay, here's what you do. Turn the plane off. Just turn off. Okay. Just shut the whole thing I'm, down. I'm good. Like, you maybe just yank the amulet. I take the amulet out. Okay. There's a sudden drop, but then the spell yes. brings you back and up. And then I, I stop levitate. I do like it, things just float when I so you float gently to the ground, but when the tail of the plane touches, it lurches forward oh, and shit. falls forward uh, like the car at the in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You guys in the cart take Juno and Zabus take three damage, and Fletch take two of just kind of like whiplash. Uh, you guys in the bag are fine, except for the weird. Smell and awkward social dynamic. <laughs> and you are atop the rock spire, surrounded by these standing stones. We made it safely. We made it. And now I just feel like I don't even know what to do. Guys, we're here. You can come out. Oh, thank oh, God. God thank <laughs> oh. Wow. Are you guys friends yet? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All right. The team's back together. We're at the standing stones. We're doing this. Campaign sound off. God. Oh, God. I'm... Shit. Super Mayor. Oh, Campaign Mima. Oh no. What was I again? Who was, oh. Assistant to the Head boy. Assistant to the, the mayor. I find boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D, there's this clear barrier in front of you, and when you touch it, you realize that it's ice. As you get close to it, you see two huge figures move from the shadows deep within the opposite side of the ice wall towards you. Zabbis, did any of your learning tell you that this is what was going to happen? No. 